Well, good evening. Uh, welcome to our services this evening. Uh, we have a special speaker this evening, and I'd like to introduce him to you. We are blessed at Mount Juliet. We are known throughout the world as being a mission-minded church, and here's an example of that. So I want to introduce to you Alexander. He is a minister at the Oma Ammonia. I, every time I miss that. Not Ammonia. What is it? Ammonia. Ammonia. Ammonia is the... Oh, the, oh. Okay, thanks. Ammonia Church of Christ in downtown Athens, Greece. The congregation includes members from several countries, including Greece, Russia, Ukraine, Bulgaria, Romania. Any more? Nigeria, the Philippines. There you go, Nigeria, the Philippines. Wow. Worship service and Bible classes are conducted in four languages. Alex also works with the congregation on the Isle of Crete uh, from time to time. Uh, recently, the Milleritos and the Ammonia congregation have begun working closely with refugees from Syria who are arriving in Greece daily. Uh, Alex and Elaine were both born and raised in Greece, but they call Nashville their second home. Uh, many members have, from here have visited uh, Athens, Greece. He has translated several books and printed them in Greek, Albanian, and Bulgari Bulgarian. Bulgarian? Yes. Bulgarian. So if you have any questions about your Greek text, any Greek scholars out there, this guy speaks Koine Greek, so he can answer those questions. So I'll sit down, and Alex, thank you for being here. We came from Miami, Nashville, green, always. I had my nostrils stretched wide open and I said, home. It feels home. And there's no such place being better than home, especially for a former ship's captain. God had blessed me to visit 86 countries around the world, but home is home. And now being in the field, in his field since 1990, I know what home is. I want to thank my wife and I want to thank you from deep from within our heart for your love and support, encouragement, letters, emails, throughout all these years. You are there, in a sense, doing the work. I'd like to share with you a few thoughts from God's word, and then we will have a video. I've been to Japan many times. I went to the supermarket. I had never seen a gallon size milk. Never. Gone. <clears throat> there is a science called marketing science. And it talks it addresses to a target audience. We will have a product. If you have this product in the States, where the acreage of the field, of, of the lot, or the footage of the house, or the size of the refrigerator, allow a gallon size milk, 
It's not the same in Japan. Tiny houses, small-sized people. So it's not four sticks of land or lakes. There's a package with half a stick because it doesn't fit in the refrigerator because it's five cubic feet and not 30. So there's a target to reach an audience and meet a specific need. If you have a gallon-sized milk, no one will buy it in Tokyo. But they don't have the French door. No. I believe we have received a call. You have received a call. And you, and you, and you. There's a call. The one who says, come unto me. Or the one who says, all things are ready. Come to the feast. We have been called to respond to this call. Through his sacrifice. And we have been invited to forgiveness. To acceptance. To unconditional love. To koinonia. Fellowship. And uh, we need to help others in return. When I was young, I didn't have this spirit. I learned what I learned in seamanship. And I used to say, let them others do the same and learn for themselves. No, no, no. Now you help, you share, you teach. Your experience is useful to them. So they need to learn. But having in our mind what Isaiah had to say 26 centuries ago. But he was pierced for our transgressions. Uh, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on, on him. And by his wounds we are healed. And all the passage. He was despised and rejected, a man of suffering. And this is my God. What kind of God is this? A man, a man of suffering. People don't know or didn't know or, or will never know that the lamb can be a lion and that the battle belongs to the Lord. When the destruction of Jerusalem takes place and Titus invades, the fall of A.D. 70 and sacrifices a, an unclean animal, a hog, on the altar in Jerusalem. Do you know what he's saying? My God is greater than your God because he granted me victory over your God. And I will burn your temple because this temple cannot house a mighty God. This is the meaning. Like we say, my father is better than yours. My God is better than yours. So what do you do then? If you have a God afflicted, punished, with wounds, how do you share this God? It's not easy. It takes heart. Who do I share this? This is my primary thought in Athens. With Christians only. 
You sing to me, I sing to you. We sing to God, you're happy, I'm happy. Or to the ones who don't know God. And what about these refugees now? I believe the call is not targeted to a specific audience. The call is for every audience. Any ethnicity, any language, any flag, any culture, color, regardless of, they all need to know this Jesus sent by God. And what we do at Omonia, we do it for the glory of God and for his glory alone. It's not our field. It's not our business. Some say, well, it's your business. No, it's God's business and I have to fit in his business. It's his work, his field. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and Father through, through him. And then, Jesus says something else. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and uh, the Son and the Holy Spirit. This passage is nothing less than an application, an exegesis of Isaiah 53, 5. What Jesus is telling us is this. Go tell them about Isaiah 53, an afflicted man full of sorrows and through his wounds we have been healed. Go share this. How do you go? and share this with others. He is not a mighty God in their eyes because he is humble. He is not a mighty God because he went and died on the cross full of wounds. What kind of God is he? I believe that Matthew 28 is an exposition of Isaiah 53. Go share. And then Paul says the very same thing. 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. Don't just learn and keep it for yourself, Captain Alex. Try to help others also. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Underline please two words. Faithful and able to teach. During my first years of captainship as a second mate, I had the shift 8 to 12. This means 8 to 12 in the morning on the bridge and 8 to 12 in the evening. Equal amount of daylight hours and darkness. And then I became a first mate and I took uh, the 12 to 4. 12 midnight to 4 in the morning and 12 noon to 4 in the afternoon and yes later the chief mate takes four to eight four to eight in the morning and four to eight in the evening the most difficult watch do you know why most accidents around the globe take place four to eight in the morning or four to eight in the evening why it's the change of light from darkness to light from light 
to darkness. That's when your attention is kind of loose. That's when accidents happen. But you have to be there in all faith. And because you cannot have faith in yourself, something t tells you to have faith in him. Teach faithful men who will teach others also. Propagate this news of the lamb who is a lion, who is a lamb, who is in the grave, who arose from the grave. The idea is to implement what you read, what you understood, and share with others. You can say, well, it's a secret. I won't tell you. You go find out yourself. Share the story. Repeat the story. Jesus saves today. Americans, Russians, Nigerians, Greeks. Oh yeah, Greeks. <laughs> we at Omonia are a 23-year-old uh, congregation. We have a core of faithful and mature Christians. We love to, to serve. We love to share. And we have always prayed for doors of opportunities. That is to share God's love. Sometimes in your life, God opens windows instead of doors. Half size. Because you and I are not ready for the doors. This last period of time, a window has opened to us in Athens, Greece. You know the situation, I'm not going to share with you. The Syrians flee by the thousands. 15, 17, 20,000 refugees every day come through Athens from the island through Turkey and they don't intend to stay in Greece they know the economy please pray not for Greece pray for Europe because that unity of Europe is at stake uh, we have started not to like each other and all of us we don't like Germany but that's another thing Yes, I'm not chasing rabbits, but they don't want the states, they don't want Russia, they want themselves to play the boss. But not everyone can pay tribute to Germany, but we are in God's hands. Let's not forget this. There is no empire that desired its own end, yet empires fail. Pharaoh, Mr. Alexander, and the Babylonians, and the Assyrians, and the Hittites, and the Romans. No one wants his own end, but there is a hand that says, enough. That's where we fit. And now that we see all this, the tsunami 
of people who want to go. They want to go to Europe. Guess where they want to go? To the richest economy in Europe, Germany. Go. There are others who have no papers and they want to stay. And you go there and you help. They need everything, shoes, clothing, food uh, for their babies. Uh, they need everything. Above all, they need encouragement and they need Christ. I heard some say, well, they will come, Alex, to our door and they will change the whole thing. I said, no, you change them. You change them. If I come to your house, I will eat your food and I will follow your recipe, right? With salt or without salt. You tell them of this lamb and the lion, two in one. Especially now that the heart is tender, they have left everything. I wonder now who will stay in Syria? The president and he will rule over what? The cats of Syria? No one will, will be left there. They all migrate to, to Europe. And we feel the pain and we have helped as ammonia. And the question is the same. They asked the lady and, and, the, and they asked me back in 2005 when we were sent by the Hillsborough Church and in, uh, heal, in Healing Hands to go to Sri Lanka on the account of the tsunami. They told us, why have you come to help us? High-ranked Buddhist priests. I said, sir, we have come because someone has taught us to help back then. They asked Eleni, you are not Muslims. Yes, we believe in the same God, but you have love. Ha! You got it. We have love. God is, God is love. God is love. I don't have the right to take away God's love on, on you. Don't forget, Jesus left Israel, his own land, as a baby. And he went to Egypt to have his life saved, spared. Joseph Prime Minister, Egypt. Daniel, 606, he goes to the captivity and he becomes the what? The vice president of Babylon, something like that. Guess who has built the temple of Solomon? Foreigners did, strangers. When a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as you, yourself. For you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 19, 33 to 34. Yeah. The world is not my own. I'm just passing through, right? Don't we sing this? I have developed this idea having visited all these countries. 
different recipes, different currency, different language, but same heartache, same pain, same tear. Need for the same Jesus. They need the same Jesus. And like Isaiah, chapter 6 and verse 10, asks, rather the deity says, who will go and preach for us? Isaiah says, here am I, send me. Guess who is there? It's not me. It's you all. You are there and you share. You provide, you sustain, you encourage. You laugh with them who laugh. You cry with them who cry. And when they leave to go to Croatia and take the train, you will see the ship that brings them to Piraeus and then they load them to the trains and we give the sacks. They cry and they say, Shukran. Thank you. This thank you goes to God. God's word is full, full of advice on how to behave and handle and treat strangers. And this is a prime opportunity. Someone might say, well, it's a challenge, Alexander. Yes, it is. How to handle the situation. Do you give them a, a bag full of food and the Bible and you tell him to throw down the Quran? Your words speak more than that. You give a card of the church and when they settle in Germany they will know that someone from the Church of Christ in Greece helped them they will try to find a church there in München or Stuttgart or, and they will know. They will know. The opportunities are there. The challenge is there. The blessing is there. If I only help the ones who attend the church, Greek service, everything is in Greek, the Bulgarian service, 1 to 3 p.m., and then the English service, nationalities from around the world, Filipinos, Nigerians, Americans, all in English. You know, that typical Church of Christ sermon, three main points, two transition elements, and the epilogue and singing, and you know how it goes. When the day is gone, and 8.30 at night, we close the, the room and key them, and, and turn the key, and we go home. We are tired, exhausted. It's a walk-in, walk-out procedure on Sunday, and then the visitation group. But you feel satisfied. I have a call and you have a call. Isaiah had a call. Jesus had a call. Do you know what Jesus' call was? Why did Jesus come to earth? Some will say, well, to save us. No, 
He didn't come to save us. Number one. He came to testify for the truth. The one who hears my voice hears the truth. That's what Mr. Pontius Pilate said. Well, what's truth? Truth has one, is of one version. The lie is of many versions. There's one truth. His truth. It's not my truth or your truth. And the one who listens to his truth, yes, will be re rewarded and be saved. I'd like for you now to watch a video from what we're doing there, not too long. And then I will come and I'll, I'll extend the invitation, thanking you once again for your prayers and your support. I believe that when I reach out to them, I'm not alone. Somewhere in prayer and thought, you are there. No Savior alone carry the cross for all of my days. He paid the cost. Salvation intellectual wealth, there sends a man named Paul. He comes to challenge the members of the Supreme Court of Athens, Mars Hill, and he is successful. Dionysius the Areopagite obeys the good news and commits his life to a kingdom unheard of, not of this realm, but of the true and eternal one. Twenty centuries later, Greece has a cultural religion, Greek Orthodoxy. Standing as the eastern gateway of the Christian world, Greece is considered a Christian nation by tradition. However, a deep understanding of God's nature and a true relationship with Him are not encouraged. Since the turn of the 20th century, the challenge of a number of born-again Christian groups has been to introduce Greeks to a study of God's Word and teach the principles of the first century church, principles observed by the apostles. The Omonia congregation is a community of Christians who seek to know God deeper, understand His will, implement his disciplines in their everyday life and at the same time introduce our neighbors and friends to Jesus Christ just as Paul did 20 centuries ago. Ever since it has enjoyed times of noticeable growth as well as challenging times. We wish to share with you our life at Omonia as God's family and as a group of people who wish to share God's love with everyone around.
Ibo, Yoruba from Nigeria. They all need the same Jesus. So I'd like to ask you tonight, since you fit in God's audience, it's not a target audience like the product for a specific market. It's a product that saves everyone, even today. Maybe you didn't have the opportunity in your life, yes, to be exposed. I was born and raised in the Greek Orthodox Church. I was a cantor of the church, knowing and singing Byzantine music. And that was it. Until I met a lady who asked me the first day, do you know Jesus on a personal basis? Guess what I told myself? God is my witness. I said, she must be screwed loose. Jesus died 20 centuries ago and she wants me to know him on a personal basis. 1977. Then she says, have you searched the inner man? I said, my doctors do for me. I had all good intentions, but that's what I knew. Now, after we got married in 1980, 35 years later, I know. Now I know. Not then. Now I know. I wish I knew then. But I believe 
He had plans for me and for you and for the ones who are not yet in the Lord. So as we will, as we stand and sing, I would like to ask you to come join. It's a pilgrimage. It's a journey. Believe me, it's worth the cost. Well, we don't pay anything. He paid it 